How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to 19-Year-Old Shrink. This is Will John Grande. Today's episode is about music's impact on our emotions. And I can't think of something that is more universally liked than music by people. Like, you've never heard someone that goes up to a person and is like, do you like music? It would just seem, you know, weird because most people do. And some might not like a certain genre, but they have their own type of music that they really enjoy. And it's hard to imagine a world without music. Think about all the days where things might have been tough, but you have a really catchy song running through your head that keeps you going for the day. Or you felt really sad and this really emotional song impacted you so profoundly and almost made you enjoy the feeling because you felt that sense of drama and realness in your life. Whether it was your first crush or a person that you really liked, I can guarantee that there might have been a song that really resonates with you because it was a song that you listened to at that moment in time. Or when you found out that you got into college. There is another song that reminds you of that exciting feeling of realizing that you get to explore the world and experience new opportunities in college. Or a song that reminds you of the simpler times in your life when you were really young. For me, one of those songs was Our House by Crosby, Stills & Nash. When I was little, my dad used to you know, sing that to me right before I would go to bed. And that song becomes associated with that memory of simpler times because of that emotion that it gave for me. Or when I first liked a girl for the first time. Phil Collins was a go-to, but the song hit different. And every time I hear it, it reminds me of that really fun time and interesting time when I was figuring things out as like a little kid. Or then there's the finding out when I got into college, like I mentioned before, and playing Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. So he's an artist from LA and a song that I associated a lot with the city of LA. I started to playing a lot when I found out I got in there. And now that emotion is tied to that song. But Imagine what our world would be like without music. These memories, these moments would be a lot more boring. Because all of this music is tied to our experiences and the different beats and rhythms create the unbelievable feelings that we experience throughout our days. Now, it's important to understand our relationship with music as it relates to emotions. But first, what we need to do is understand emotions. And according to an article by Jennifer Robinson called Emotions in Music, emotions are our assessments of our environment. And these assessments of our environment differ amongst every individual, which influences how we act in response to certain stimuli. So here's an example. Let's say you're walking on the street and walk right by your boss and he ignores you completely, even when you say hi and everything. The emotional response, your assessment of that environment is fear. You begin fearing that you did something wrong or you'll lose your job because your boss ignored you. But another person, she walks by that same guy, but he's not her boss. He is someone that she is interested in romantically. He ignores her when she says hi and all of a sudden her emotional response is a lot different from yours because she experiences sadness. She's sad because she feels a sense of rejection that he is less interested in her than she is in him. Same event happens to two different people and there are two very different emotional responses. And the same example exists with music. A quote by an individual with the last name Sloboda, I believe that's how you pronounce it, is that music does not create or change emotion, rather it allows a person access to the experience of emotions that are somehow already on the agenda for that person. And this really stood out to me because This emphasizes the point of music being different for different people. 
Everyone has a different emotional home that they resort to. And music doesn't have an objective happiness or sadness to it. It can be interpreted differently for different people. So let's say there's objectively a really happy song. And one person hears it after their family member passes, someone that they're really close to. And all of a sudden, that really objectively happy song becomes something that they'll be reminded of with a little bit of sadness throughout their life. Another person hears that exact same song when they find out they get into college. I know I'm using that as an example, but they listen to that song and that's when they find out they get into college. All of a sudden, that is a very happy emotional response to that event. So again, same song, very different emotional responses to it. Just like it was the same event for those two different people, but they had two different emotional responses to it. So I just like to give that example to kind of give some clarity to the situation. Now, let's get more into the sciencey parts of it. And this is where the default mode network comes into play. So I had no idea about how the default mode network worked until I read an article entitled, Why Does Music Move Us? by Donald Hodgins and a couple more people. And it described that the default mode network being activated is during that resting state. So times where we're daydreaming and thinking about life, our default mode network is being put to work. But in times where we're hitting deadlines, it isn't put into work as much. So those are the times when we're grinding on essays, we're in the library till 4 a.m. during finals week. I know a lot of you might have been doing that the last couple weeks, so was I. I wasn't there till like 4 a.m., but you know, 12 or one is about when I start clocking out because I am definitely not a night person. But anyways, back to the point. The default mode network allows us to experience different emotions, and this is the place where we're more inwardly focused rather than outwardly focused on external stimuli. This also functions as a reprocessor of memories and emotions that serves as a roadmap and memory bank for individuals. And in this article, it discussed a study that was done involving the relationship between the brain and default mode network with listening to music. So participants in the study listened to a wide variety of music, country, pop, rap, and then they were able to listen to one of their favorite songs ever. And what the study found is that when they listened to music they preferred, there's increased frontal activity in the brain versus music they did not prefer. This increased frontal activity allowed for more analytical thinking and higher order thinking as well. Now, relate this to your own life. When you listen to songs that you prefer versus songs you don't, you usually have a greater emotional response to them. And as a result, you might be thinking more about your life and pondering different possibilities that exist out there for you. There's greater connectivity with the neurons in your default mode network. And as a result, you become more inwardly focused instead of as much on the outward world. That's when you have all these lyrics and beats stuck in your head and you can't help but daydream. This is the increased frontal activity that is being activated. Now, after understanding the science behind not only listening to music, but listening to music you enjoy, it's important to understand what we can do with that and what it does for us. So in a study conducted by Alf Gabrielson, he had 1,300 participants be asked what their most intense emotional experiences they had while listening to music was. Some of the responses range from hair standing on the back of their neck to a recollection of vital memories in their life, which led to them having more time to reflect and change their values and perceptions of life. So what this study shows is that music moves people, and it not only gives us these intense emotional experiences that we associate with different moments in our life, but gives us that inspiration to seek new opportunities and parts of our life that we have yet to discover. 
And going forward for yourself, now that you understand some of the science, not all of it, behind why music we enjoy impacts us so much, we can embrace using it as a way to bring us further in our life than we ever thought we can go. So hope you all enjoyed today's talk. If you want to reach out to me, my Instagram page is 19-year-old-shrink-podcast. My personal page is WJG23. But thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Take care.